Hello everyone, and after a couple of weeks break to deal with the madness that is State of Origin, I'm back and Gilly, as always, is here with me. Gilly, what a dramatic time for Queensland, for yourself at the Titans. It's been a hell of a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, you're right there, mate. Uh, never a dull moment in rugby league, is there? So, uh, which is, you know, obviously uh, disappointing from the Titans' perspective that Garth Brennan had to move on. Um, that it, uh, I, su- I suppose it's... As everyone said, it's a results-driven business, uh, which is – that's the way it is. Uh, sometimes it's a bit hard to take sometimes, and, and people people just see where you're situated on the ladder. They don't care about the ins and outs of different players and stuff like that. But anyway, that's that's the way it is. Obviously, uh, the third origin as well, mate, uh, great game uh, as well. So, uh, yeah, it's been a busy couple of weeks. So, mate, you did a day a week down at the Tons for most of this year, and, and Webby has been putting a lot of crap onto you but, <laughs> about that. But, you know, you only were doing a day a week. But talk to us about Garth. You got to know him a bit this year. A lot has been written about his coaching. Ultimately, as you said, results speak for themselves. It is what it is with the results. But what did you make of him as a coach? Yeah, no, I, um, as I said, yeah, down at just one day a week, and it's, it's hard to get a real gauge on what's going on, but uh, mate, I found him very uh, personable, uh, easy to talk to, um, and, and from my perspective, mate, uh, we're both on the same page uh, defensively as well. And um, you know, it's and I think it's probably um, everyone. And hindsight's a lovely situation to be in, but maybe they needed a couple more experienced coaches around him as well to. Um, to help him out, you know, rather than just throw him in the deep end a bit as well there. But anyway, that's that's uh, nor here nor, nor there now. But I mean, everyone needs to learn from you know what goes on, and and uh, obviously, uh, yeah, I, I built up with a pretty good relationship with Garth, and I might never never socialise that much or whatever. But uh, I found him a, a really uh, personable bloke and, and easy to get on uh, get on with. And you've spoken to him. How's he taking all this? Yeah, no, he's. I think he's said he was going overseas, so he's he's gone Good overseas idea. for a little while. Yeah, great idea, and uh, why not? And uh, uh, take a bit of pressure off, and um, go out with uh, go overseas with his wife for a couple of weeks, and uh, she's going to come back and wants to catch up. And yeah, I, I mean, it's not nice when when uh, rookie coaches come into those uh, situations and things don't work out for them. And hopefully, mate, he picks up something else uh, down the track. And that's the thing, eh? Like... Garth has been building up to this for his entire life. This was his dream yeah. job, and it really hasn't worked out. Look, I, I don't know him well enough, and I don't know his coaching methods well enough to judge. Yeah. What I can judge is the recruitment, and I'm, again, I'm not certain how much of a role he played in it, but ultimately when you're the coach, yeah. you're responsible. I think least recently that was taken off of him, recruitment, but I know at the start he made some really poor recruitment decisions, so beyond all the coaching, I think I think ultimately that's what, what did him in, is spending money in the wrong areas, but yeah, that, that's something that, you're right, he needed some more NRL experience around him. To, to People who know how to manage rosters, who know how to manage salary cap when you're when you're the assistant coach you don't manage the cap you've got no idea how that works so no, no, of course. I, I think ultimately that that would that's what did him in well see see people don't understand too mate it's sometimes when you know you need a, uh, a play in a certain area uh, there might be only two or three available and there's three or four clubs going for that you know those you know one or two people um, so the salary cap blows out of proportion then you know what I mean so mm-hmm. it's 
it's it's you got to get someone. Hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes, mate, you might want to spend the money you've spent, but you've had to. You've had to spend more money than uh, you really uh, thought about in the, uh, in the start. And some of the um, and the players are in a great position then, aren't they? You know, when things like that happen, when they get a bit of a uh, duck shot and happening about uh, players, you know, all of a sudden they go up and they get another, you know, 50, 100, 200 grand more than they should, you know, and good luck to them. I don't begrudge him for that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But, I, I, yeah. I mean, I know for a fact that there was many officials at the Titans. This is in the era when Neil Henry was sort of on his last legs and, and there, were, yeah. there were many officials at the Titans who said, whatever you do, do not sign Ash Taylor to that million-dollar contract because not yeah. only will he not be able to live up to it, the money itself will do irreparable damage to his mentality. And I think we've seen some, at least a little bit of that come true. Um, it, it's hard when you give a young player that much money. And I know there are a lot of warning signs and peeping t- people yeah. telling the Titans, do not do it because he won't take it the right way. It's such a tricky yeah, well, yeah, Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, what about Ben Simmons? How much money is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's far, it, it, that's... I, that falls into insignificance uh, to what the you know the Titans bloke uh, you know Ash Taylor's getting and, and whatever like he and the millions that he's he's twenty two years of age you know and hopefully he's he's got the right people uh, around him Ben Simmons and we I see mean, that in, in, you see that in the NBA there's many horror stories of players losing oh. everything losing hundreds of millions of dollars in the space of a decade yeah and and, and you know obviously. Uh, you know, rugby leagues are uh, it's it's a different type of game, and obviously basketball's a you know a very skillful game, and um, you know you you obviously you know you got to be over six foot to get a start, even a look in, and uh, but you know rugby leagues are, mate, it's a confrontational game. It's mate, your body's your body can only last so long in, in mm. this game, uh, you know, and if you get a couple couple of bad injuries, um, you know, confidence knocks them around, and some blokes don't. Uh, bounced back from injuries really well. Um, so, and I was pretty fortunate in my career. I mean, I didn't have a real lot of bad injuries. So, um, I thank me lucky stars, you know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's you know, you only got, I think they say you've, there's five, six years of window there for, for most of players, you know what I mean? So, mate, it's not a real lot of money when you think about it when, when blokes are, um, you know, five, six years at them prime. So, uh, Good luck to them. I don't begrudge anyone for any money they get. I, I just hope they put it away in the right way. Oh, absolutely. Now, if you suddenly came into a pile of money, maybe Ben Simmons gave you a loan and you bought the Titans <laughs> and yeah. you were chairman, CEO and owner, which coach yeah. would you appoint for next season? Ah, good question. Um, I'd have to actually seriously sit down and, and talk to the, the, the people involved um, to – I mean that wanted to coach the club and, and see there if they're there for the right reasons, Chris. You know as well, not just chasing the money. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and and uh, and that's there's no I, I don't begrudge anyone. As I said, if they they're chasing a few extra bucks, good luck to them. And but you've seen it with and nothing against them, Paul Green, and even Craig Bellamy. You know uh, that there was a bit of a Dutch auction there about the Broncos, wasn't there a little oh, while absolutely. ago? So and they and they got pumped up. Obviously, mm. so that's good management uh, work by their managers as well. So I mean, that was, that was great work there. So I mean, but yeah, I I I don't know. Um, you think Cameron Smith would captain coach next year? So maybe that'd uh, be a great option. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, him. you I, might be able to convince him. Well, yeah, you couldn't do that now. Uh, it'd be too hard. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I I do think 
Mel and obviously Dennis Watt, they sit down with the right people and the board. And um, and the big thing is, and I do know from uh, good experience working with Mel, under Mel, that all, all the time he says to me, so how important it is to have your, have your staff right. Mm. He, and, and it's just not the head coach. He said it's the people underneath, you know, strength and conditioning people, everyone involved. And that's what he does in the Queensland and Australian uh, setups he's set up, uh, obviously, and it's worked. Um, so that he's really, really big on that uh, and making sure that everyone plays their role, obviously knows their job, but knows how to work in. And, and he's, he's told me this. You can have as many letters beside your name, um, you know, as a strength and condition person or whatever, but if you can't get your point across to, uh, to young players and people and, and, and treat them like men, uh, mate, there's no point being there. Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? You, you know, so it's it's you got to have the people skills as well. You know, and 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 I, I kind of um, think about this in different areas and in life in general. There's people in the world who will come in there, they'll get in the, in front of a boardroom situation and make and talk the talk, can get up there and just go hold, and everyone just goes, "Holy hell, this bloke knows what he's doing," but they can't handle a dressing room situation with men. You know, they're with their their tails between their legs a little bit. Their their confidence is down. They don't they don't know how to handle those situations. And they can, and the board will stand up and go, "Oh, how good's this bloke? He's a genius." But he mightn't be able to handle, as I said, that dressing room situation. And you need runs on the board, and that's what Mel's got. Now, I know Mel doesn't want to coach. That's fine, no drama. But when he walks into a room, and into especially into a dressing room, when he's coaching for Queensland and Australia, when it, well, he used to coach for Queensland. He's got that aura. He's got that experience right behind him straight away, and he's got the respect of the players. And that's what you've got to have. Not ninety-nine percent of this uh, coaching is about having respect from the players. And mm. I'll tell you, that's that's true from from my experience. Um, they've got to have that little bit of aura about them uh, and respect from the players. And you can go out there with the best drills ever, you know, produced in the world and whatever. Um, you know, and Wayne Bennett, mate, he never he kept it simple. Uh, people think you've got to come up with these fantastic set plays and what you know and stuff like that. What a load of crap! It's it's about perseverance. Um, it's a tough game, you know. what I mean, so that's why the best, the skillful players in the game sometimes the best, you know, the best talented players, I should say, and the pl- can't handle it because it's it's on every week. You know what I mean? So they're the gritty blokes. You need those blokes in your team that are prepared to get down and get dirty every week. They're the blokes you want to play with and the blokes you want in your team. So, But getting back to the coaching side of things, I think um, I, I don't know who's put in for it. Uh, wouldn't have a clue. I'm going down there tomorrow, so I might have a bit of a yarn to Mel tomorrow and uh, see what happens there. But, yeah, I, I'm, I've got no idea, mate. But um, And I'm sure that they're going to leave no stone unturned to, to tr- try and get the right person. See yeah, well, they have, the process has to be better than last time when, you know, basically they did the interviews with uh, Jason Demetrio, the Walker brothers, and, and a couple of others. I think Craig Hodges went for it as well. And then a yeah. guy who didn't even go through the interview process and Garth Brennan was chosen because Matt, Matt Johns and Gus Gould said he was the one to uh, Rebecca Frizzell. So that sort mm. of scenario can't yeah. happen again. It has to be a thorough no. process. For me, I, I think that ideally, and I don't have any necessary mail on this, except I know the Titans power brokers like him, is is Paul Green. I, I think he'd be perfect. He is contracted to the Cowboys, but let's be honest, it's 
not really working out there. It didn't last year. Mm. It's not this year. Maybe he's run his race out there. Maybe the Cowboys are happy to let him go early because we all know he's he's a hard taskmaster. He would whip them into shape. He would put people offside. He'd get rid of people he didn't want there, and he wouldn't give a flying you-know-what. And I yeah. think he'd be good for them over the next two or three years. Um, how the money works out is the issue because you yeah, have to take yeah, less. Um, yeah. I think I think I think if you can't get Craig Bellamy, I think you've got to go for Paul Green and do what it takes. Spend the money. Like Daryl Kelly and Rebecca Frizzell have the money. I know they've already spent a lot, but just spend the money on getting that coach right. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's a tough one. Um, as I said before, like you know, the managers and all that type of thing, they they used them as a uh, bargaining tool, didn't they? Uh, mm. Last time against the Broncos, so this could be another bargaining tool. But who, who knows? But um, but if they're they spe- obviously their managers, uh, you know, it's make kind of makes me laugh sometimes when you say, "Oh," and and even in Kevy's situation, they might come out and say, "Oh, no, no," I'm, you know, I'm not talking to anyone. But it's not to say their manager's not talking to someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And look, so, I know what Kevy's yeah. doing. Kevy's Kevy doesn't want a bar of another interview process. Why would he? No. He's been burnt so many. He's gone for so many. Been burnt so many times. What he's yeah. doing is he's saying, "I don't even want to. I don't want any part of this speculation. I'm just going to kill it." But I guarantee you, if the Titans went to him tomorrow and said, "You're our man. Do you want it?" He would sit there and really consider it. I, I still think he is open to coaching the Titans next year. Yeah, I'm not real sure, mate. I haven't spoke to him, but yeah, it's yeah, it, it's obviously. Oh, I personally think, mate, that it might be in the next month or six weeks. Man, it'll be a couple of months, three months before they they come to a decision. I think. Um, so, oh, yeah, I won't be any time soon, um, and 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 rightfully so. They need to take their time and make sure they get the right person. So, uh, yeah, not and not on the hearsay of. Someone said this and someone said that. You've got to get the right coach. Well, we'll move on to uh, the Broncos, who tomorrow night, well, on Thursday night, uh, they play the Bulldogs. Um, Basically, the scenario for Brisbane is this, win six of their last eight, they make the finals. So they they have a couple of hard games in South Sydney and Storm thrown in there. Yeah. Plus some easy ones too with the Titans. They play the Bulldogs twice, um, the Cowboys. So there's some winnable games. If they, it's the same scenario as last week and the week before. If they lose this game, their season's over because then they'd have to win six from seven. So I think they can get it done. I think the Bulldogs have improved. I remember at the start of the season you said they would. Uh, you've always yeah. had a rap on, on Dean Pay in this side, and he is getting the best out of what is a pretty average list on paper, but Dean Pay is doing well. And yet again... The speculation is that Justin Holbrook in the Super League is about to be announced as his replacement. So it's a tough gig. Oh, yeah, yeah. As I said, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, keen to see um, how they back up uh, the Broncos after last week as well. I mean, they put a lot into that game and obviously the, the Warriors, have, you know, having that first draw uh, for a fair while now. It was it how... 2016 or something. It was the last yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it was 90 minutes, and then the Broncos have a five-day turnaround. So, oh yeah. I mean, you can't you can't winch too much about that. I mean, well, um, they do get every other advantage, don't they? So. Exactly right. Exactly. And now they're at home. So, um, but mate, oh yeah, I, the dogs that I in a tough game last week. You know, see, uh, you know, obviously against the, uh, you know, the Knights, and uh, they did uh, pretty good there as well. So. So they had a good win. So I mean, I think the the Bulldogs, mate, they're they're improvers. They're young blokes, but the thing is about the young blokes, mate, they're 
they're going to be up for a couple of weeks and then they're down for a couple of weeks. Same mm-hmm. with the same with the Broncos, you know what I mean? So I'm interested to see how they go um, uh, tomorrow night. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think the Bron- uh, Broncos will get home, but I don't think it'll be much in the game at all. I, I sort of go at this time of the year, I start to go with who has more to play for, you know, when it's close like Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Yep. And the Broncos have it all to play for, so yeah. I think they'll they'll get it done. There's a bit of bit of mystery and intrigue about where uh, Alex Glenn will play. He trained in the centres yesterday. Yeah. Um, however, he's been named in the back row with Herbie Farnworth named in the centres. Yeah. Seabold wouldn't say either way, but I think they'll probably go with Alex Glenn at centre. He's on Will Hopalade, yeah. so it's a critical position. No, exactly right, mate. Centres, yeah, yeah, I think it's... And Hopper Wade's playing uh, good football at the moment. He's, he's he's found a new lease of life, so uh, good on him. So yeah, yeah, interesting to see what happens there. Uh, the other game on Friday, the early game, is the Warriors versus the Sharks. Two teams very inconsistent. The Sharks have been really disappointing yeah. after looking like they'd be in the top four. They've fallen away. Uh, who do you see winning this one? Yeah, tough game. This, yeah, uh, I think I don't know. Um, as I said before, the Warriors. I, I think they've. They might have ex- expended a lot, lot of energy in that game last uh, last week against the Broncos. So, I don't know. I think the Sharks will be smarting, mate, after that loss last week. And, um, yeah, John Morris give give them an awful spray too. I think it's probably their first spray they've copped, them, apparently. So, um, yeah, I, I think the Sharks might knock the Warriors off there. Yeah, you'd think that would happen. Uh, we'll just whip through these last ones quickly. Yep. Panthers-Dragons. Uh, tossed up on this one, mate. Very, very hard, this game. Uh, Wafel the Dragons last week. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have the Panthers at home. Yeah, same. Roosters and Knights, two teams, again, that have been uh, poor the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Jake Friend, another, mate, he was great last week. Jake Friend, first game back for a while. Uh, he's got to run under his belt now. So, yeah, I, I've gone the Roosters. Obviously, the Knights knocked them off early in the year. So, uh, and. Obviously, Mitchell Pearce had a blinder, so um, I think the Roosters might bounce back and, and give them another um, loss there. So, see what happens. Uh, the Raiders and the Tigers. Raiders really good last week yeah, uh, against the yeah. Uh, Dragons. Yeah, they were, mate. And uh, obviously, the, the Tigers uh, against Parramatta uh, last week. I think uh, they, they were red hot, the Eels, last week. So, um, but... Yeah, I got to, you can't go past the Raiders. They're playing good footing, so I'll go the Raiders. A really interesting game up north, Cowboys against the Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs yeah. found some form last week, but the Cowboys are still a faint hope, like the Broncos, of, of winning the uh, getting into the eight. They have a much harder run home, though, so uh, I can't see yeah. the Cowboys getting there. No, I mean, I, I'm kind of agree with you there. Um, I mean, the Rabbitohs, yeah, oh, geez, uh, Wayne's... Uh, I mean, that snuck home against the Seagulls. I thought the Seagulls pretty unlucky there. They got some really dodgy calls against them uh, last week. So, yeah, I've gone, I've gone the Cowboys. But um, yeah, I, I think maybe just by a smidgen, um, they, they got the uh, gun forward pack now. I think Tom Alolo and obviously uh, McLean, uh, Matty Scott. You know, so they they're all back together, the big fellas. So. Uh, Hopefully the Cowboys can get on a run because I'd really like to see them do well. So um, I'll go the Cowboys. Titans and Storm. The Storm have rested many players, yeah, most of their Origin crew. Yeah. If you're, you know, well, you can do it tomorrow, mate. Why don't you just print out their team list tomorrow and just say to these blokes, 
so do the Titans, mate. Look at what these guys think of you. They think you're easy beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they've got to rest them at some stage, I suppose, because they've you know through Origin and whatever. But um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, if they don't stand up, you know, uh, the Titans, you know, the players need to. And I take a fair bit of ownership on Garth Brennan getting sacked. So, I mean, uh, hopefully they've got a bit of a sting in their tail, mate, and uh, they can give the Storm a, um, a, good, a good run for their money. And, mate, and, and I'm pretty sure they will. Um, they, I was told yesterday um, it was a really, really good uh, positive uh, meetings they've had and, and they trained really well yesterday. So I'm down there tomorrow, mate. So I'll, uh, hopefully uh, it should be a, a close game, hopefully. And then finally, we have two uh, battle between the Seagulls and Eels, two teams on the yeah. fringe of the top four. Um, both of these teams, if they're going to make that four, need a win here. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'd love to go to the Seagulls. Um, At Brookie, you know, yeah. That, yeah, I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to, love to go to the Seagulls, but I'm going to the Eels, only because mm. they were so impressive uh, last Sunday against the Tigers. But, mate, they... They're like that, though, aren't they? They'll, they'll, you'll go, they're the best team in the comp, but all of a sudden they're the worst team in the comp. So, But um, speaking of Steve Murphy, the assistant coach uh, yesterday, actually, and uh, he said, mate, they've they've had a really light week. He said, but trained really well. So, um, so yeah, I, I might go the Eels there, mate. That's, uh, that's interesting. Big call, big call. Um, let, yeah. Let's just have a final little look at the ladder here, and I, I want you to tell me what you think. This is the top eight as it stands. Storm, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Roosters, Sea Eagles, Eels, Knights, Panthers. Then two points behind them are the Sharks, the Cowboys, the Tigers. And a further point back are the Warriors and the Broncos. I don't yep. think that eight, in terms of the actual clubs in there, is going to change. Yep. Can you see the, the Sharks, oh, Cows, yeah, well, or Tigers, or Warriors, Broncos well, getting in? Well, the, yeah, the only, the only team I, I probably think might be a chance are the Sharks. But I reckon a lot of this is going to uh, be determined on whether Wade Graham get back uh, get uh, gets back in time uh, for him to to mount a bit of a run. As I said, you know, I've, I've said it before though. I'm a huge fan of Wade Graham's, and um, and I think he he's the difference whether they get in there or not. So, well, they need uh, to win uh, Sharks. They need to win five from eight, which is doable. Yeah, 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 for sure it is. Um, especially if they you know knock the Warriors off this weekend. Um, and I think they're they've got a couple of uh, I think they've got the Cowboys at home the following week, um, and then then they got the Rabbitohs at uh, Shark Park again the week after that on the Saturday. So yeah, I mean that you know that they got three games there winnable in in a row. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, yeah, I think that might be the Smokies coming in there. But uh, like the Smokies for the I mean obviously Melbourne. Everyone's saying Melbourne, uh, but a smoky, you know, obviously is Canberra. Oh, I think okay. they're playing some really good footy, Canberra, at the moment. So, uh, obviously, um, they got a suspension, you know, after that lifting tackle, uh, which wasn't real flash. Um, so, they're, yeah, oh, I just think some of those, the Pommies and, and, and a few of the younger players there are starting to find a bit of, bit of form. You know, Nick Kotrick's out for three weeks, but can't they find, you know, it always makes me... I shake my head all the time. They can't. They find an outside back, Canberra. Mm. Yeah, they can. You know, honestly, oh, Nickel Kostak, you know, like uh, he's a Kostad. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you know, and, and they just seem to grab him from down there at Canberra somewhere. And um, 
Now, Kotrick, you know, he's only still young, very young. I mean, they come in there, they're 19, 20 year old, they're six foot two and 105 kilos can run like the wind. You know what I mean? So they, yeah, they've well, been doing that for years. Klockstad basically wasn't wanted by the Warriors. He's he's on, exactly. he's on a minimum deal yeah. around 100k. Um, yeah, you know, and and he's he's carving them up. So good on him. And uh, you've got to give credit to Sticky, don't you, for that? Oh, for giving him a crack. And, and a smart move too, I think. Getting uh, the I heard a few blokes talking about this a couple of years ago about getting some of the the tough fringe pommies out here because that you know they they're, they're the blokes they want to get. And they don't they don't have to play Origin either. And and I know Wayne uh, did that a little bit a few years ago at the Broncos. Brought in a few of the Kiwis. And that because they don't have to go through that hard toll of origin six weeks, mm. you know what I mean? So, and it takes a lot out of them. So, pretty smart move there by Sticky because the Poms have been, uh, uh, you know, worth their weight in gold, haven't they? You know, so far, especially Josh Hodgson, what a great player he is. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, uh, that'll do us for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week, and hopefully the Broncos win and we can uh, have something to report, Gilly. Otherwise, I'm going to go on holidays in September, mate, so... <laughs> You're not real confident then. Have you already booked nah. it, have you? <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks, mate. See ya. An Axe to Grind is a production of Seven News Brisbane. Hosts are Trevor Gilmister and Chris Gary. Executive produced by Sally Eels and graphics by Paul O'Leary.